Welcome back to the BFF podcast. Okay, sorry. Welcome back to the Best Foot Forward podcast. My name is Ann Deskas of Studio Deskas, and here with me is my co-host. It's me, Vic, from Sela Vic, and we are back for a second episode of tech. Tech tech episodes, gear, software, hardware. hardware. The episode where everything goes wrong. Hopefully the camera doesn't turn off this time. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, in the last episode, we talked about... We didn't jump right in, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so in the last episode, we talked about... We we, bar- we, cut, we touched on sort of, you know, the gear that we use from when we first started creating content to where we are now, mm-hmm. um, a couple years into content creation. And, um, and then we sort of ended the last episode um, at the point where we talked about... Um, what still photo editing apps or software mm-hmm. do we use for post-production? Yeah. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, please check out, please check out the previous episode um, because we're going to dive right into video editing mm-hmm. and video hardware and software. Yeah, exactly. So do you use a different camera? I do. And it's, it's terrible because again, Dang, Vicky, I did not know you use a different camera. Okay. I mean, you're looking at it right now. So there is one, (laughs) there is one camera that's permanent fixture above my desk. That is my top down camera. What I use to record time lapses all the time. If you guys are like following me or have seen a lot of my content and you're wondering how I record time lapse videos from that perspective, it's because it's literally directly above me, above my desk. Um, so the camera that we're actually recording this podcast with, it is very co- good quality, you know, and um, <laughs> this is very, exp- like, insisted on by my tech guy, okay? And my tech guy is um, just, he insists on very good quality, and I totally agree with it. So we're actually filming with the Sony A1, and I say this in a little, like, squeamish and, like, kind of embarrassed way is because you do not need anything close to a camera body like this. Like, we we work with professional producers who don't even use a camera as power, like a camera body as powerful as this. Um, So, yes, the answer to that question is I do have two different cameras, but it is totally unnecessary. The one that I think will do everything for you is the top-down camera that I have, and Body and lens will probably run you around like a thousand to a thousand five hundred dollars. The one that we're filming on right now, the body itself is over six grand. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then okay, but then like don't I know like you're you're cringing right now because you part of you is like oh my gosh like do we really need to like tell people how much this camera cost you know and again like it's not it's something they can look up very easily yeah. so and I think it's 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 good to be transparent about what it takes for you to create the content that you create. Yeah. And we all have a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and our reason might not be the same, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think, you know, I remember, I think one of the very first conversations that you and I had about, like, why do you need something that crazy, yeah. you know? Because again, like, 
I always, I already talked about it in the last episode. Like I create everything. I take all the photos and videos on my phone, mm-hmm. and so. <clears throat> So, like, again, and I started with the iPhone 7 Plus, Mm -hmm. you know, which did not take, I think it did take 1080p, but it did not take 4K or anything like that. Um, And so, so I think, you know, your justification, and correct me if I'm wrong, was that, and I, and I love this is like why your tech guy insisted that you do is, you know, we're always thinking long term, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think, you know, even for you and me to go and look at old content that we've created even just like last year not even like two or three years ago it's like I had access to a nicer camera then Mm -hmm. had I created this content with that camera like I would still feel proud about it today I mean not that I'm not proud about it because it's just a document of your journey in time absolutely but it's like like you were saying like I think your tech guy is really focused on okay like in the future, if we were going to look back on this, will we have something that's of decent quality? Because I'm sure, like, again, technology advances so fast, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be 8K, 12,000K, whatever there, it is. You there know? is such thing as overkill, when you, what you're saying, like this camera films 8K. Those files are too big for me to even process. There is such thing as too much you know because um, like for you to okay sorry yeah, to cut you off because yeah. I think this is important because for you to even be able to it's one thing to be able to catch your content create your content or capture your content in mm-hmm. AK mm-hmm. but what happens in the back end walk us through that yeah so one thing you start recording your content it goes onto an SD card the SD cards you need specific SD cards. You need high-speed SD cards in order for you to even capture that data. And then once you do that, you bring it onto, like I have a desktop PC, where when you when you put your SD card in there and transfer the data, sometimes if you're playing 8K, certain things, certain software won't even play that 8K video. It will be choppy. It will, you need to, you need to create a proxy in order to do any edits on it. However, you know, I think the, the reason behind why we insist on using such high quality things is there, it's multifold, so many reasons. Um, but if you're slowing down footage, for example, if you're doing like super slow-mo or you're speeding things up, it helps when you have higher quality. Mm-hmm right? Video footage. Um, and then I think another like main component for why, why we use this type of stuff is often, you know, it's like preparing for the future. It's like what you said, because sometimes, you know, companies will come to you and part of the deal, part of my business is really providing assets, right? Like digital assets, Mm -hmm. um, for them to use as advertising material. So often they will, they will ask for high quality photographs, right? And, a lot of times phone photographs are like unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like they want you either if, if I'm not taking it, then I'm going to have to hire a professional to take it. So that's sort of the reasoning behind why I um, am really happy that I learned how to use this technology because it saves me the money of getting a professional photographer and um, having it, having it done and having to pay someone to do it. And then just another thing is that when I'm on, when I remember in the last episode, you were talking about how, you're creating the type of media that you enjoy consuming. Mm-hmm. I have the utmost respect, especially now that I've had to be behind the camera and learn how to do it, for those YouTube videos that are just 
beautifully filmed, you know, and that is an art in itself, production work and just having high quality video. A lot of times I consume YouTube videos that are just vlogs and, you know, nonsense is going on. I'm not even looking at it. I'm just playing it in the background, right? And I'm just really there for the sounds and the noise. But a lot of times I look at these like well done videos and I'm like, I aspire to do that. And if I start early in, let's say I do this for the next five years, in five years, every single one of my videos is going to be like that and I'm going to do it with ease, Mm -hmm. you know? And so really it's just me putting the work in early so that later on when I need to do this. And again, things are always adapting because we talk about, we talked about photos and we talked about how like, I want my photos to be perfect. What did Instagram do? They introduced Reels. Mm-hmm. Now what am I doing? I'm filming video content using my phone because that is the quickest way to pump out a Reel. Yeah. Right? So again, like we're always trying to do what's best for us, where we want to go, but you have to adapt to whatever's happening in the platform that you're in. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think the point I was trying to make earlier too is I wanted you to talk about like back end what happens because again, it's one thing to own a really nice camera like the Sony A1. Mm-hmm. But do you have the equipment to process the footage yeah. that you're capturing with this insane camera, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't have, like, the machine that's, like, beefy enough to render, mm-hmm. to process, yeah. then it doesn't matter if you have this. Yeah. So I think holistically, just as a creator, like, it's important to think about, like, okay, if I use this camera, what do I need to post produce yes. like to finish the post-production mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so for me again like I think it's so great that we're talking about this because our business model is very different like mm-hmm. for you again I think it's so important for you to have the camera equipment that you have mm-hmm. because that's what you offer yeah. as a content creator right um and that's your value proposition and what differentiates you from the rest of the sneaker artists out yeah. there and then for me like people are not coming to me for those type of services Mm -hmm. you know so so for me if if I'm just using my phone to create content because putting out content pushing out more content is what helps me get more business Mm -hmm. then it doesn't make sense for me to go through all the hoops that you have to jump through for your type of content creation because Again, that's not what I offer, and I don't right. ever need to have those type of equipment, mm-hmm. you know, and to you do need what to I prioritize do. Prioritize what mm-hmm. gets you your business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you're and you're totally right. And I think it's like you have to. I think you have to ask yourself that question, right? Are you more of a creator like Anne, where you know you're going to be able to use your phone and everything's like convenient? You can still create very high quality content doing that, and like you need to you need to ask yourself, what is your goal for Mm -hmm. what you're trying to do? And that is like, it's such a great way to put it because that's what accounts for the major differences of what kind of tech we use, what direction we go, how much learning and, or like software we use um, to process our stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then, so we're talking about video right now, you know, I, so you shoot everything like on this beautiful camera that's shooting us right now. Um, I, I, again, I shoot my video on my camera phone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. iPhone as well. And I think iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is what I use right now, I think that was when they first introduced 4K. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so iPhone 13 is even better. But yeah, I mean, Apple itself has gone through extensive, like they created this big campaign, an extensive campaign around, you know, shooting like beautiful videos and creating cinematography, you know, with your iPhone alone, Mm -hmm. you know, and granted they have like teams of people with like multiple iPhones, you know, um, but it can be done. Yes. Just how do you do it? Right. Um, And I think... Part of that knowledge, and again, like I've recently gotten into um, creating YouTube content. Um, She's a YouTuber now. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Launch, launch one, <laughs> upload one YouTube video. Claims to be YouTuber, um, not at all. But but again, like I treat it as like a learning process, mm-hmm. and I think um, I forgot what the point I was trying to make here. Okay. But anyway, cre- I mean, you created a YouTube video and then it was entirely on your phone. Right. right? Um, yeah. And I think I think at the point I was trying to make is that it's, it's a learning process mm-hmm. because, you know, even again, like even if I can shoot a video on my camera phone, like on my phone camera, um, I still have to figure out like how to stitch everything together. Yes. You know, and like post-production is a whole different beast. Yes. And so, yeah, like, I can use a fancy camera to capture photos, but post-production is where it's at, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, um, yeah, so maybe let's get into that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's dig into that. How do you feel? So, okay, so you filmed the video, and you're you're creating YouTube, and we had this conversation very recently, um, and you asked me, I remember you giving me a call, and you're saying, Vicky, uh, I'm trying to decide between using Adobe Premiere Pro and um, Final Cut Pro, mm-hmm. right? Which one do you think is better? Have you used, you know, either one of those? And I, so I have experience using Adobe Premiere Pro. That was the program that I used before. And I was paying for, I was paying for the Adobe suite and everything. And then um, after I learned, there was a there was a learning curve, okay? Yes. Like, as like any kind of like Adobe Photoshop has its learning curve. Mm-hmm. Adobe mm-hmm. Premiere Pro has its learning curve. And literally you just sit there and you Google, how do I cut? <laughs> how do I paste? In Premiere Pro. Right. In, yeah. yeah, in Premiere Pro <laughs> yeah. on Google. And then you like find the instructions. Oh, okay, now I know how to cut. How do I move this clip? How do I, how do I shorten the timeline and like, expand the timeline how do I import like all of these things you need to learn how to do and then once I learned how to do those things we decided oh there's DaVinci Resolve which is like a free software um however I think you can you can pay for like and I think Final Cut Pro is pretty similar you pay $300 and you get lifetime updates you also get like faster processing speeds Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so there's a they get you but like it's a one-time fee and so we switched over to that um and so what was like your, what happened when you were choosing between Adobe Premiere Pro and you and um, Final Cut Pro? Okay, can we back it up a little bit? Okay. Because even before I arrived at those things, yeah. okay, so remember I was gone to visit my parents for like six weeks in Taiwan? Yes. And so I had to spend 18 days in quarantine, you guys. So, like, locked up in a room, which is fine. Again, what a privileged thing to even be doing. But basically in that 18 days where I was in isolation, I was like, okay, what am I going to do that's productive? And where I feel most productive is when I'm working with my hands. But obviously I couldn't 
take my entire like studio suite yeah. with me. It you was know? like volunteer, volunteer, Terry quarantine part two. Yeah. 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 And so, so I'm like, okay. But then I'm always, again, I'm one of those people that I, I cannot sit still. Mm-hmm. And also I don't watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, I cannot just like turn on Netflix and chill. Like yeah. I have no chill. And so. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> all the things. We have no chill. Yeah. No yeah. Netflix, no chill. Amazing. And then, and so I was like, okay, I, the only way for me to feel productive is I have to be like learning something. And so just so happened that literally the day before I was leaving, for six weeks I talked to a good friend of mine and he was like and I challenge you because I was I was confiding in him how like uncomfortable I feel being in front of the camera Mm -hmm. by myself yeah like with you like it's easy like I have a buddy like I'm not that like nervous about it yeah but by myself it's like weird you know yeah so he was like okay and I challenge you for the next six weeks to post a YouTube shorts every day Mm -hmm. you know as your daily vlog I'm like okay challenge accepted yeah and then so so basically, that was kind of the start of my video editing journey. Right. Because... Oh, because you had to edit those ones. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so so I for sure was one of those people who was like, okay, one take and done. Yeah. You know? Like, and granted, I, w- I also wasn't one of those people that will take like 100 takes and be like, I guess this one will do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, like after like five or six, I'm like, Ian. They're like all you're be exhausting. The same. Yeah. Like they're the same. Just like <laughs> yeah. move on with your life. Yeah. And so, so basically, from so I'll talk about the app that I use on my phone. So again, I started video editing in on my phone mm-hmm. using an app. Right. And it was great. Mm-hmm. And so, if those of you who has tried YouTube Shorts before, um, it's a little so you can edit both on your phone and also in the um, in the YouTube. What's is it also called Creator Studio or something like that? Something YouTube, like something. That. Yeah, yeah. So you can edit your video like within those apps, and they have a timeline thing. It's pretty intuitive, not too hard to use. Um, but I didn't even use the YouTube like app. I you was know? gonna I was gonna ask you if you did because just like no. Instagram, when you're creating reels in the actual app. A lot of it's not optimized. It doesn't work no. very well. You kind of have to create, edit, and then just directly upload yep. it. Right. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So I would just record it with my video like mm-hmm. app on my phone. And then I would edit it like with an external editing app yep. before I upload the edited video into YouTube Shorts. Right. And so, um, so the app that I was using um, was called VN. Have you heard of that one? I have not. So it's V, v as in Victor, N as in, in Nancy. As in Nancy. There we go. <laughs> I'm like yeah. spacing right now. Yeah. I got you. I got so you. So V N. Um, and so I started using that app to edit my photos and I mean videos. And and honestly, it was one of those things where like I didn't even use like like take a tutorial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's so intuitive. It's like user friendly. <sighs> For the most part, you know, and I think a lot of times when I pick up like a new app or I'm learning something new, I, unless it's like, I'm super overwhelmed with the initial visuals of it. Yeah. For example, Adobe Premiere. 
Wait Holy till you moly. see. Wait till you see Da Vinci okay. Resolve. Girl, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even want to go there. But, but literally, okay, we can get into that later. Yeah. But yeah, so like I opened VN and I was like, okay, let me just play around with this. I have time. Right. You know, so I just kind of like mess around with it. Kind of like when you're a little kid playing a new video game yeah. or like getting to learning how to use a new device. Like little kids are so like quick at picking those things up. They I mean, are. I remember when I was like that, but yeah. I'm no longer like that. <laughs> it totally ages us because we look at these interfaces and we're like, like what? I can't deal with this. Discord, yeah. forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then I just kind of sat there and I messed with it. I just like uploaded, like imported a video and I just kind of like played around with cutting it, insert yeah. video, reduce the volume, um, incorporating a transition and adding like, you know, different things to it. Yeah. And then... And then so from there, that was, again, I cut all of my YouTube shorts video within that app. I can add text to it. I can add, like, all the things I need to add. So good. Um, except maybe, like, there are no, like, royalty-free music. So I couldn't add music until I actually finished my video. And if I wanted to add a music or a clip of it, then I would do it after I uploaded to either Reels or, like, YouTube shorts. Right. right. Um, yeah. So that was that was pretty much, like the beginning of my photo like video editing video editing okay career. <laughs> let me just say um if you will give me the link to or like the name of all these apps if there is a description anywhere we'll try to put like all of these resources because yeah, yeah, yeah. i realize that tech episodes like we're trying to i'm trying to minimize how many names and stuff i'm dropping and like names of apps but i mm -hmm. think it could be a really good resource if if people are, are looking for apps. Um, yeah, for sure. And VN yeah. is actually a, so there is a free version mm -hmm. and there is a paid version. Yeah. I am still using the free version. Great. And, and it it's serves excellent. You. Right. Yes. Okay. I guess serve an ad, like five second ad right, right when I open the ad yeah. app. But That's after fine. that, I'm Just done with it. it away. Yeah. yeah, totally. I'm all for the not paying for an app unless yeah. I really it's like great. it. and. You know, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me ask you then, how did you find, like, you have nine different apps. I'm sure, do you just go into the app store and you search for an app or do you do research so that you know, like, which apps are good? Do you just download one and try it? Like, what is your process in finding that? Yeah. So I go into um, the app store first. Okay. And then actually, you know, even before I go into the app store, I Google. Yeah. Like, what's the best iPhone video editing app? Yeah, Google's amazing. And all these things will come up. And then you spend the time and you read about... Again, like, it's kind of like food critics. Yeah. I never believe that person that says it's good. Mm -hmm. I have to see it for myself. Of course, yes. And so I'll, I'll read about it, take it with a grain of salt, and then I'll go, like go to the app store and I'll look up that app that kind of piqued my interest. Yeah. And then I'll read the reviews in there mm -hmm. and then I'll go through like the different functions. And then oftentimes, like most of the time they'll start you off with a free version. So like I'll at least download it and I'll try it. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't like it, I delete it right away. Right. And then, um, with the VN app was interesting because after I found it and I tried it, I was like, okay, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up like looking up a hashtag on Instagram to see who else is using it. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of, like, videographer and photographers will, like, hashtag their stuff for people to find. And there and what um, ended up happening was I ended up finding a lot of, like, VN tutorials um, with, like, all these photographers that basically created a template for you. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, if you like the sound, this is how you need to edit it in VN. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much Amazing. for making it easy for me. Yes. And so it was, 
like enough people were using it to where there's enough resources to where it helped me increase my productivity. So I was like, yes, this works for me. And right. it was like so easy to use. Great. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think like an important take home is like always Google everything, anything that you like an app or even just creating contact with your iPhone. So many people have, have made mm-hmm. videos, tutorials. It's on Reels. It's on YouTube. It's on all of these platforms for like how to use this tool to make the content that you want to make, yeah. right? So it's like so great that you are exact, like you're putting all of that into practice, you know, and being able to like get those resources. I think it's a, it's a good idea that they, like you said, photographers and stuff, like hashtag everything because mm-hmm. so helpful. So helpful. In the whole sea of like all these apps. I can't tell you how many times I've downloaded an app on my phone. Trash. And it's trash. And then that discourages me from wanting to edit on my phone. Because yeah. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Girl, you need to, to try VN. Okay, um, I will I will <laughs> look up VN, yeah. download it, and I will let you know. <laughs> Do you use any video editing apps on your phone currently? I, yes. Um, there's, there are always those times, you know, we don't really have a, I don't have a set time where I need to post something. But you know that hour before you need to post and you're getting everything ready? Yeah, panic. Right, Ugh, panic. <laughs> and like, I am determined to post by nine today. Right? Oh my gosh, yes, I hate that feeling, yeah. babe. And, and you, something always goes wrong. Yeah, something always goes wrong. Dude. You know, I already exported my video. Maybe I'm like on my way into the studio. I was just going to put up a caption, like upload the video, put up a caption, whatever. Something goes wrong. Um, and so I will like have downloaded, I think I downloaded Adobe Rush, for example, mm-hmm. like just a quick, because same interface, I know how to use it, yep. um, phone version. Yep. And then in terms of like other apps, I'm sure I have other apps, but they are not... I don't, I don't love them enough to even remember their names. Yeah. And so it's not, honestly, like I don't really like yeah. what I, I have like my OneDrive or my Dropbox and grab the stuff and take it. And that's the end when it comes to apps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about, um, your desktop software for your okay. video editing. Yes. Yes. What do you use? I know you touched on it earlier, but can we go into a little bit? Yeah. Detail? So I mentioned before I use Adobe Premiere Pro and then, um, I, I was working with that for about a year or so, learned the ins and outs, and um, I have, so again, I can't really call myself a YouTuber because I only have a few videos, but a goal of mine for this year is to get better at uploading YouTube videos and like sort of learn how to create with momentum on YouTube. And so um, editing a video and because I think the way that my videos are, they're really quite long. And it's mm-hmm. the, the process from beginning to end of me creating a pair of customs. So really I'm like dealing with maybe 40 hours of time-lapse footage. Crazy. Oh my gosh, um, girl. An 8K? Yeah. Stop, stop, Not, no, stop, No, no, no. Stop. I, don't, I don't do 8K. Okay. I do 4K. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 4K is still a lot. Which okay. is still a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, and you were saying, you know, like, I'm not that girl who records a million takes of herself and then chooses literally the one at the end or, yeah. or, or like the one in the middle or whatever. Um, I am that girl because I totally cannot deal mm. with looking at myself. So I literally will sit there and do an intro and then I have maybe like five to 10 versions of my intro that I have to filter through, you know? So it's, it's quite a long process. And the reason, the, the rationale for why I wanted to go through this learning curve of how to edit and creating the videos is because I want to understand how it's done mm-hmm. and eventually be able to, 
outsource that, but still understand the process. I don't want to just tell it like, here, let me give you all the footage, you do it. I still yeah. want my vision to be executed the way that I want to. Control freak, right? No, not control freak. And to that point, mm -hmm. let me just add to that real quick. Um, and this, is, this has always been my philosophy. And, and I think you've heard me talk about this before. Um, one of the reasons why I got into shoemaking mm -hmm. is because I was designing footwear before, mm -hmm. but I wasn't, I've never made a pair of shoes on my own right. from scratch. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I can draw a pretty picture and send it off. But beyond that, like, I can't do anything else. And so, and, and I've always felt like, I've always believed in the fact that if I know how to create the product that I'm designing, it will make me a better designer. Mm -hmm. And so, especially if you're designing with um, a design brief or um, a product margin in mind, mm -hmm. you know, like all of those things will help you make better design decisions. And so I think for you to have this mentality of like, no, I need to know how to do this myself. Yes. In the event I do outsource this, like, I mean, even like down to like, this is a really great way of protecting yourself because you're not going to get a bit from somebody else who's going to charge you out the wazoo I because you don't know. know what you're talking about. Right, exactly. You know, and they can just like blindly charge you for whatever they want to charge yes, you. Yes, exactly. You know? I am so appreciative of you for putting it like more eloquently because yes, that is, that is exactly why I, I need to know the foundations mm -hmm. before I can be like, okay, now next step. Um, but it takes me quite a long time. I'm on this app and I'm cutting and I'm like basically filtering through all these video clips and then there's you know transitions effects like music mm -hmm. right color correction all of these things that I mean I've only learned how to color correct such that my eyes don't find it uncomfortable I don't know how to color correct like on a pro level where you know all the colors are accurate or like they're they've got a certain style to it yeah. I'm like very basic when it comes to all of these things um, and then you know, I, I moved up from Adobe, not moved up, but moved from Adobe Premiere Pro and into um, into DaVinci Resolve. And the difference sort of between that is Adobe has this thing where it's like, if you want to do audio, you got to go into audition, right? You pull your clips into audition. Everything is a it. separate app. Right. It's like, it's oh like an expert in everything every separate that's thing true, and then true, you yeah. pull it together yeah. right and so resolve is a little bit different where and this is why it's scary because you were saying when you look at the interface and it just is overwhelming oh my gosh. that's what I found DaVinci was resolve was when I first used it because Wait, did you feel the same way about Premiere when you first started using Premiere? oh yeah I didn't know how to do anything okay so it's the same cluster yeah F. but then yeah DaVinci is like even worse because what? everything is in one place this software literally has the capacity to do, you can edit a movie with this, and people do professionally, like produce movies out of this. And so it's super powerful, but all of your tools, imagine like all the shoemaking tools you could possibly use in the world are all laid out in the table in front of you. And you're just like overwhelmed. Where do I start? Where do I go? So definitely was a learning process. But again, I think this is like looking into the future and really like if I want to do this long term, I put in the hours to learn sort of how to do it. Like more efficiently. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And again, there's no shortcuts. I think it's just like you just have to keep using it mm -hmm. and practicing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's sort of like, and it's again, just the content that I want to use. And, you know, when we were talking about this, um, doing this episode, there's something that I do kind of want to bring up in reference is that the way that you create your content will attract people who are quite like you. And what I mean by that is there's a guy who is in our industry who I have so much respect for. He creates high quality video content. Mm -hmm. We all know him. He's De Jesus Custom Footwear. Um, And Dylan, you know, has invested that. He's like, I, I find him very relatable to me because we kind of have the same approach when it comes to Mm -hmm. creating high quality digital content. And honestly, he's probably not going to watch this, so I'm just (laughs) going to say it. But like, I think that he had chosen or he had reached out to collaborate with me to do, we did a YouTube video together. So good. Because I think he saw that, okay, she's using sort of, she's using a mirrorless camera. She's filming things in high quality. I'm looking at her YouTube videos and they are, you can go up, like your video quality can go up to 4K, you know? And so I think it's like a matching of collaborations with with people too, right? So then, I mean, even when he contacted me at that point, I, I mean, I still don't know how to do, it was like all these video transitions. Like you go, you like pan from this side and then you like roll from that side. And that video was so hard to do because I had to learn literally everything to put it all together. But it was like such a fun experience. And again, so much appreciation for all the, the hustle and the hard work that goes into creating high quality content all the time. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, oh, I love that you brought that up because I think it's sort of, as a content creator, you sort of have to think about even, yeah, like down to like, who do I want to collaborate with? Mm -hmm. Why would they want to collaborate with me? Mm -hmm. And, and even to like, you're just, your example is just super specific. It's like, yeah, like I'm, Typically, you know, I'm not going to, if you're using like a Sony A1, like you're not going to be asking somebody like me who's using an iPhone exclusively for her content, mm-hmm. you know, because that doesn't really add up. I mean, I end. still, I still would, you know? we would find I a mean, way we'll to make it I mean, we'll find a way, but you know what I mean? But, but it's like, yeah, it's yeah there's sort of that alignment you have to have between creators, mm-hmm. you know, because that immediately without even saying a word to each other, it's like, okay, I see eye to eye with this person when it comes to content creation. Right. And that just like eliminates all the hurdles mm-hmm. that, so you can actually focus on the product creation itself. Right, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, well, another thing, I mean, do you have anything else to say so, about software? Okay, let me let me talk about how I've graduated from. I mean, I haven't really graduated from VN oh, okay, because wait, I still wait, wait. use it. Yes, you started. Yeah. Okay, so you were using VN while you were in quarantine. Yep, um, for eighteen days. And so, what was the switch from VN to like now? I need something more or different. Yeah, and so I was. Um, so with, again, like, I feel like being around you, I've been, like, pushed and more motivated <laughs> to, like, okay, I, maybe I really need to do YouTube, you know? And, like, yes. and you're not really, like, you're the first person who's told me, but you're not the only person that's told me to. Yeah. It's like, and you need to do YouTube. I'm like, do I really have to? And, and it, I think, you know, I needed the time that I took to come to that acceptance. Of course. Whenever <laughs> you're ready. Like, I... I am very much for like, like, 
I want what's best for you and I'm such a good friend. But I would never be like, I need to tell you this and you need to do it right. You need to be ready for it, right? Okay, but also, Vicky, you know me and I am that person who the more you tell me to do something, the more I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. Okay, so Just everything's on my terms. resist until yes. you cannot. And so, yes. okay, now the universe all you know, all the green lights are on and yes. you're like YouTube. Okay. Yes. And I, so I think like the YouTube shorts thing was a great start because I think, you know, one of the reasons why, like one of the excuses, I'm going to say it's an excuse I gave myself for like not wanting to do YouTube is because I'm uncomfortable being in front of a camera, but then give me enough like reasons to push through it. Like I'll push through it. Yeah. And so, so I think I, I was finally in a place where like I'm ready to push through it. Right. And so, um, and I think again, doing YouTube shorts for 18 days really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Like it really helped me with that. And so, so, I, and I think like honestly, like a lot of the times I was like a one take and done thing. I was like, and I use like honestly, I use like my quarantine food mm-hmm. as sort of like as a source of like I'm gonna talk about this like for sixty seconds, and, mm-hmm. you know, and that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I got more and more comfortable every day I was doing it. And then, and at some point, I was like, okay, how, what can I do more, mm-hmm. you know, as a creator, as I. I don't feel quite comfortable calling myself officially like an educator, even though that's what I do from mm-hmm. time to time. Um, I teach classes, um, but I, I just, I just feel like you know, like I wanted to find a way to like do more for my community, and and really the easiest way is to just pick up a camera and hit record, right? You know, of like what I'm doing and explaining what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so, so I sort of just stopped overthinking Mm -hmm. and I was like, and just do it. And who cares what the outcome is like? Just do it, you know? And so I basically just recorded a short video. When I say short video, it was like an accumulation of like 10 long videos that I cut down to two minutes and 45 seconds. You understand my pain, Mm -hmm. but you know, so, but, but again, it was just like, okay, just do it and just use it as a practice um, to get you to the next thing that you want to do. And so, and so when I started doing that and I had more videos and higher qualities, cause then now I'm recording in 4k, you yeah. know, because I had the, um, goal of uploading it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So now I needed the quality to be slightly better. Right. And so I couldn't just like quickly edit something and upload it to like Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. YouTube shorts. And so that was when I was like, Okay, and you need to seriously consider upgrading to a software that's not a phone software. Mm-hmm. And and that's when I like contacted you and I was like, Vicky, like, I know you don't I know Final Cut Pro is exclusively for Mac, um, but what are you using? I think you use Premiere, mm-hmm. um, Premiere Pro. And then um, and I think I was I, one of those like crossroads where I was like, okay, well. I already pay for Adobe Creative Suites. Like, I pay a monthly fee. Yeah. Um, I think I pay an annual fee for it, actually, mm-hmm. um, because I use Photoshop and Illustrator um, pretty actively. Yeah. Um, and so those are just two of my apps that I, software I can live without. You have to pay for them anyways. Right. Yeah. And so the Creative Suite package that I pay for it includes Premiere Pro. And I was like, okay, I already pay for this. Let me try it out. Right. And yo, like, I open the app. <laughs> And I was like, 
cluster bleep. Like it was just too much. I was like, what am I looking at? Where am, where should I be looking? Like, and and that was one thing where like I knew I couldn't just figure it out on my own. I have to watch a tutorial. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I also I already, at that point yeah. told you it took me six months to learn. Yeah, and right? I was like, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. this is insane. Like, I cannot like, take yeah. months, six, six months runway, like ramp up is way too long. Yeah. And so, but of course I was like, okay, I already pay for this. It's technically not free, but I already pay for this. So I need to at least do my due diligence and yeah. then, you know, check it out and yeah. then take some basic tutorial to see if I can like work with this. And then, so of course I was like, okay, between that and then, I use a Mac, and so I was like, okay, Final Cut Pro is also a very viable option. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took the time. I literally took one entire day, and then in the morning, I did some tutorial for Adobe and Premiere Pro. And in the afternoon, I did a tutorial for um, Final Cut Pro. Yeah. And I was like, Vicky. Next day, I was like, Vicky, I made my decision. Yeah. Final Cut Pro, hands yeah. down. Easy. So easy. And I think the only reason why it was so easy, and again, I... Everything happens for a reason, okay? I was meant to talk to my friend before the, the day before I was leaving for my trip to be challenged to do YouTube shorts because I learned how to use VN mm-hmm. on my phone. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think Final Cut Pro came easier for me, it's besides the fact that it was more intuitive, just yeah. UI-wise compared yeah. to Premiere Pro, was because I was already using VN. Granted, VN was not an Apple developed product. Mm-hmm. However, in comparison, I can see that VM probably took inspiration from Final Cut Pro because Final Cut Pro has been around for a long time. Yes. And so I can see that they took inspiration from it because when I started using Final Cut Pro, I was like, there are so many similarities mm-hmm. that I already know how to intuitively like stitch together and pull. Yeah. And, and so... It took no time mm-hmm. before I was like, okay, I can edit in Final Cut Pro. Yep. And so it was like a really easy decision. But then again, I think I had to go through that like overwhelming feeling of opening up Premiere in order for me to feel better about making a decision decision to go with Final Cut Pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, it's like... I think you, that was the right attitude to take. You're doing your due diligence. You have mm-hmm. to look at both of them. Look at your options. Explore your options before you just decide that it's yeah. that one. And also, you are so used to it, you're already in the Apple suite. And so it's the, the best decision is the one that works for you. Yeah. Right? So it, it almost makes no sense for you to say like, oh, I'm not going to use this. I'm going to use this if there is a better option out there. And I think Final Cut Pro is created for people like you, but also, again, for experts and professionals mm-hmm. to be cutting. It's not It's not anything that is short of Adobe Premiere Pro. Right. Right. It is just as powerful, just a different way of presenting its interface to Yeah, and clients. then I think, you know, okay, so let's talk about price for really quickly because mm-hmm. I think it would be really helpful for our listeners um, because early you had talked about, like, for your one-time fee for DaVinci, it was about $300, yeah. right? And you get, like, updates for the life of the app yeah and um and so for me the reason why I already own I already have access to Premiere Pro is because we pay for Adobe Cloud um that's a suite that we pay for um and again you know because I use Illustrator and Photoshop um the package that I got, you know, monthly was like to include everything. Yeah. Um, 
for the Adobe Suite, it was like fifty two ninety nine. Yeah. We were paying that before too. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's great because you have access to the entire suite if you use everything. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I don't. I yeah. use mostly two of the apps out of like 20 apps that they have. Yeah, but they make it impossible for you to just pay right. for two and have it Because you worth get it. such a better deal. Right. You just have all <laughs> of it. You know, right. Yeah. And so, um, and then the one-time fee. So um, Final Cut Pro is a one-time fee of two ninety nine. Yes. Um, and you get updates for the life of the app yes. and with the software. And so, you know, you do a quick math. And it's like, okay, if I divided that up, if I were to pay for Premiere Pro by itself monthly, Final Cut Pro will pay for itself in 14 and a half months. Yeah. So do I foresee myself using it for at least a year? Yes. You know, because I just got started in my content creation journey. Yeah. Thank you. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see myself doing that. So, like, it made more sense um, for, for me to pick a product that in the end was going to help me with my productivity. And the ramp up time wasn't as long. And mm -hmm. the pricing made sense. Yeah. Up front. And so, yeah. So and it's honestly, and again, if you're like, I mean, we're in a very, like, I'm like blessed place where we can say like, okay, $300. Okay. But Final Cut Pro has a six month trial. You know, I remember back it in has the day, 90 days, was it 90, 90 days? Oh, not six yeah. months, 90 day trial. Yeah. So like, it's like three, three months. months. Yeah. Okay. Which is still a lot. You guys, it's still a lot. Yeah. And like, I remember back in my more like scrappy days, I would go and use free trials of everything, you know, anything that's, that's available. And Adobe, I think Adobe suite also has like a student discount. So mm -hmm. if you're a student, I think it's like $20 a month or something. Oh my gosh. So Which, much cheaper. It's like so much cheaper, cheap. but it does, yeah. it does add up. Cause you know, when I started from zero, I remember not wanting to pay for a single thing, Oh, right? Yeah. Like give me, give me all the things that are free. I can't afford to pay for yeah. all of those things. Right. But like you said, for $300 over the course of, even if it's just a year, is not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you can use it for everything. And I just wanted to say too, like we talked about this where we are not professional video editors. We don't plan to be, that is not part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're learning a new skill that I think is yes. transferable, right? You were like, I mean, jokingly granted, but maybe not so jokingly, you can put this on your LinkedIn, be like, you know, I Yo, figured I out going how to, to do this. This, this on is, my LinkedIn. right. These are one of the softwares <laughs> that I've learned how to use, and you, yeah. you know, know what's going on. And I think in so many ways that that's that's beneficial. You have nothing to lose from learning how to new how to use new things. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's that's software. I do want to talk about sort of all the little. I want to talk about all the little extra things. So we talked about camera, we talked about lighting, we talked about hardware, software. And then the thing that really like brought us to this episode is the way that Anne sets up her tripods. Yo, <laughs> I'm scrappy AF. Like, I'm I, scrappy. It is and amazing. I love it. No, it is <laughs> amazing. I think in the last week, like past week, I have seen her set up her tripod in like three different ways. One time it must've been like it's a rolling tripod, cart. Like quote, air right, quote, tripod. Right, right, right. Like totally <laughs> makeshift, you know, like it was a rolling cart stacked up with like 
sneaker boxes and then her table was it a tabletop tripod or yeah it's just like a little mini tabletop tripod right and then her phone yeah and like that was what she was doing time lapses with or like prop it up right yeah exactly and I'm like that is amazing that is totally what you need to do um and it it just goes to show like how sort of different we are because I also have I have tri I have six five or six tripods (laughs) and like like professional tripods Mm -hmm. they're all like to hold the camera, there's one that's a video tripod, there's one that's a tabletop tripod, all of the things. Yeah. So it is it is just insane how different we are. Yeah, and it's like, again, make it work time, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, it's not like I don't have access to tripods because yeah. you're always like, Aunt, like, she just does use have access. all the yeah. tripods. No, no, no. I'm like, yes, I can use all of those. Yeah. And, like, I do have professional tripods at home, yeah. but I'm just like, I can bring this here. But I'm like, sometimes it's like, Ah, it's easier if I just sit it up real quick. Like, yeah. this is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, so I love watching that part of the process, <laughs> though. That is like content creation. You just prop things up anyway. Yeah. It's, it's better to get the thing done than yeah. to focus your energy on, like, how do I position this tripod? How yeah. do I sort it out? Because I feel like sometimes, and I think I've experienced this in the past, where, like, the process of going to go get a tripod, open it up, set it up, takes me out of that moment when I want to capture something really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think, and especially for me, I don't think it's, it's compared, compared to you, it's just not that big of a deal because I use a freaking phone. And I almost feel like taking out a big old tripod is overkill to prop this phone up. Like totally. I'm not trying to prop up an SLR, yeah, yeah. you know? So, so again, it's like whatever you're working with, make it work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the best thing. Just create content, put your work out there and, you know, everything else will come naturally. Yeah. Right. And I think it's great that before we started this episode, you were like, Vicky, I did a thing. (laughs) And I love it. Like secretly just love it so much because I mean, not so secretly now that I'm telling you about it, but like we're talking about mics. Yeah. Right. And, um, Anne came in this morning, like earlier and, and told us how, she made a purchase for an upgrade. Seriously, that's like the thing in the studio. It's like whenever somebody comes in and say, like, you haven't done it, but your technology partner has yeah. definitely. Yeah, my tech guy. Um, done this many a times where it's like, I did a thing. Yeah. And usually I did a thing means you made a big ticket item purchase. <laughs> and <laughs> without um, someone else's consent. Yes, yes. <laughs> And so I was like, oh boy. Okay. But anyways, we are way over time, but we can go on and on about this topic. And I'm so glad we did a two-part episode. Yeah. Just kind of collectively talk about what you do and what I do for content creation specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like we're not, it's crazy. We're so different. Um, We're on different ends of the spectrum. And I don't think I'm like particular, a techie person and like you're not like the scrappy of scrap. You're like, like very tasteful with your phone. You know, like it's so different and it's like so interesting to see where we are. So yeah, I mean, it's like we're all over the place, but we can talk about this for a really oh, long yeah, time. For sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please share, subscribe, um, give us a rating. It really helps other people find our podcast. She did it. I did it. I did it. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much for watching. And if you missed the last one, make sure to check out the the episode before this. It was a this is a continuation of the first one. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye.